Welcome back to another episode of My Mortgage Guy. My name is Jesse Earl. I'm with Nick Kasha, My Mortgage Guy. <laughs> All right, let's try that one more time. One more time. Welcome back to another episode of My Mortgage Guy. My name is Jesse Earl. I am with Nick Kasha, who is my loan officer, and he could be yours soon. Yes, I could. I, I also am your mortgage guy, which is the title of the show. Well, that's true. All right. I'm not going <laughs> to re-record this again. We're just going to go right into it. Uh, right, I love it. I love so it. today that's we're uh, talking about uh, what happens after the closing. Yes. And so, yeah, what happens after the closing? Sign all the papers. I got my keys. What happens next? Um, most people have no idea, which is why I thought this would be a good topic, because uh, there's there's kind of a lot that happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you got your keys, it's your house, you own it, and that's when all kind of the fun starts for the next you know thirty years. If you're gonna live there for thirty years, you're uh, that's fun to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people don't live in their house <laughs> for thirty years, but if you did, uh, the the clock starts ticking on your repayment of the mortgage, and um, basically. A lot, like I said, a lot of things start to happen. First off, um, you're going to get a bunch of stuff in the mail. It is public knowledge when you close a loan. Mm-hmm. So your attorney's going to go to city hall or town hall, and they're going to record your um, ownership. They're going to record the mortgage, and it's public knowledge. And what's going to happen is that's open to any anybody in the entire country can just go and access that. Right. Um, what that does is it opens you up to scammers. And basically, just any uh, you know, junk mail people, anybody they they get um, knowledge that you live in the home and you're owning it now, yeah. And they start sending you stuff, unsolicited stuff. Yeah. In the so mail. I, I closed my loan about uh, nine months ago, and I've probably gotten about twenty things in the mail. Yes. Postcards, letters, your final yep. notice. This is our last. Like, yep. yeah. Please call are, us. M- most of the time, those are all scams. I okay. mean. They'll use our company's name. I've had one when my client sent it to me. It's a Cross Country Mortgage Inc. Yeah. Or Cross Country Mortgage LLC. But it looks legit. It's like a legit letter in the mail saying, like you said, your final notice. Yeah. This is for your uh, for insurance on your house. Yeah. For or life insurance. Your your mortgage company is is advising you to get this. Yeah. Though none of that. It, at some point on those documents, though, it has to say it's if it's affiliated with us or if it's not. 99% of the time, that stuff is not affiliated with your mortgage company. And where would it say that on there? So usually in the fine print at the bottom. Very bottom. Yeah, at bottom or on the back or somewhere. It has to def- – they do have to do it. Otherwise, they can get – those companies could get sued because they're like okay. legit companies. Yeah. They're buying information. They're buying those the records of who's buying – you know, the public records. Yeah. And, but they're – uh, you know, they don't want to get shut down. The government will shut them down. But they do have to write it somewhere. So keep your eye out for it. And then if you have questions about things that come in the mail, always ask your loan officer. Because there will be legit things. That's, a, that's the next thing we're going to go to. Yeah. Within the first month of ownership, depending on who you use for a bank, mm-hmm. you're going to get your first statement in the mail, your mortgage statement. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get, in our case, like we're a correspondent lender. So we sell our loans. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a good thing people don't know about is, your loan originator, the company that lends you the money, most of the time is going to sell your loan to um, a ser- their servicing partner. Yeah. A servicer is the person who, the person, it's the bank or the company that's going to collect your mortgage payments for the next you know thirty years or so. They make money off of collecting your payments. They get a fee for it. That's mm-hmm. their whole business model. They process everything. They hold the mortgage and then they disperse it on on their behalf. Um, 
our company, we have a servicing department side. So you yep. would get in the mail a letter saying goodbye from from Cross Country Mortgage LLC. Yeah. And then welcome to Cross Country Mortgage uh, Servicing Department. Yep. You have a new loan number. It'll give you information about your uh you know how to pay your make your payments online all that stuff but usually that's what happens no matter what company you're working with or who you did your loan with a lot of the times they'll they'll sell or service your loan and that that's what comes in the mail that's legit um does that affect me at all does that affect the borrower no it doesn't it's it's it makes um so nothing can change in the loan at all your your payments can't change especially your your mortgage payment will never change mm-hmm. uh but th- this is the, actually going to lead us to the next topic your you're gonna. The only thing that changes is who you write your check to or who you pay online, and yep. that's it. Everything else is gonna remain the same. You signed a contract with that mortgage saying this is you're gonna be your repayment for the next you know thirty years, like I said. Yep. Uh, but one thing that can change, most people don't understand this either. After the closing, is your payment does change. Your actual mortgage, your principal and interest payment will always stay the same. So say if it's $1,000 a month, it'll be $1,000 a month for 360 months if you just pay the minimum payments. Mm-hmm. But that final number, if you're escrowing, so if you're paying your taxes and your insurance and your PMI to your mortgage company, yep. that those numbers can fluctuate and often do fluctuate even within the first year, two years or whatever of you, of you buying. Most of the time they go up because yep. taxes rise. But you could have a time where you know taxes stay flat and your insurance company charges you less because you had no claims that year or something, and you might save a couple bucks year over year. Okay, but that won't. That, again, that doesn't affect any of the, of the sale of the loan. No, the and sale of the loan. No, that that doesn't affect the sale of the loan. The sale of the loan is just the person you're paying. Um, can there it, be can there be multiple sales? There could be yes. Okay. There, so you could sell. You know. A company could sell your loan to Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo could then sell it to Quicken Loans yep. and then so forth and so on. You know, it could happen. It doesn't often happen like that, yep. but it definitely does because companies change. So company strategies change. You know, some companies may go out of business. Yep. Usually that wouldn't happen, but it could over time. And they're heavily regulated too. Yep. You know, the, the biggest thing is every company has their customer service on you have to call. They have places where you can set up stuff online, do all that stuff. It's tough. Like, it's not the best system that's in place, obviously, mm-hmm. because you got to reestablish new things every time something gets sold. But by law, everything has to remain the same within your within okay. your um, mortgage. So, And you talk about payments. So when would be my first payment? So you're going to close. It, it really depends on when you close. But if you close on the 15th of the month, your first payment would be the following month. So that, a lot of people don't know that either. So if you're closing September 15th, yep. your first payment isn't October 1st. Your first payment is due November 1st. Oh, uh, okay. And the reason for that is we're collecting all of your interest payments uh, at the closing table. So you're paying interest from September 15th to October 1st. So all of September is paid for. Mm. And then your November 1st payment is for all the interest that accrued in October. So November 1st payment is actually for October, and then at your closing on September 15th, you're paying up front basically for the, the rest of that month. So mm-hmm. when you close, as soon as you close, as soon as everything's paid, the clock is ticking on the days that you have to pay back to make the interest payments are, are ticking. So right. that's your first payment would be November 1st. It, technically, it looks like you skip a month, but you don't really. The bank gets their money some way, somehow. But your uh, yeah, your first payment is a little later on than that. Okay. Um, and then yeah, if you close earlier in the month, you kind of just you just save some time, but it's not like you're 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 not really 
the bank's collecting it, so that's what it is. All right. Um, is there anything else I should know? Um, I mean, the, the scam thing is always good to look at. Uh, the, oh, the escrows, like I just mentioned, are a big factor uh, that, that people always call me about, especially when, you know, most places, depending on where you live, taxes can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, your assessment on your house is going to change, and the, and the property value is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Or down, depending on where you're at. Usually it goes up, and usually taxes go up over time. In the closing, I'm paying a lot of taxes, and that too does that have an effect on my monthly payments or anything like that? It will, yes. So okay. your your monthly payment will be will include if you're escrowing your taxes, your insurance, and your your mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just for when the loan is is closed. If, okay. Say in year two, taxes go up by you know a thousand dollars a year. Yeah. The we you know the the mortgage company has to pay that. On your behalf, so what they're gonna do is they're gonna um, they're gonna up your total payment monthly mm. to cover the, that extra thousand dollars. So your taxes go from four thousand to five thousand. Yeah. That's an extra uh, was that eighty bucks, eighty five dollars a month or so. Yeah. you have to pay. Uh, same thing with insurance. If your insurance goes up, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, now what happens at closing is you pay your next quarter up front. That first year you're pretty much locked in. That's not nothing's really gonna change. But year after every year after that, they're gonna do an escrow review. After you close, to make sure there's enough money in the account, mm-hmm. so the taxes and insurance can get paid on your behalf, and they're going, you know, if, if you're ever short and like your payments due in the middle, they'll front you the money, so you'll have an escrow shortage. Um, and this just happened to me and, and my wife in my house. We were our escrow account was short by I think it was like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. So our taxes went up eight hundred, and then our escrow was short by eight hundred. So they fronted us that money in the middle of the year, but they need to collect that to. Because they're they're not gonna pay on your behalf, but right. they're they'll pay on your behalf. They're not gonna pay forever, so yeah. you got to pay them back. And what they do is they just split out that payment over the next twelve months. So your taxes go up, but also the repayment you have to pay to your escrow account is gonna go up too. Uh-huh. You could do that in a lump sum later on. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like inside baseball stuff, but it's basically your payments can change, and there's reasons for it. But anything that changes, anything that's new, they have to give it to you in writing and explain what's going on. And you can always ask your loan officer that you originally had or the company and customer service line or something yeah. why something's happening. And that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Those are the things that happen after closing. You get your keys, you're going to get scams in the mail, you're going to get your actual bills in the mail. Mm. Over time, your escrows are going to change. Um, you're definitely going to get, you know, if the rates go down, your loan officer might call you again or if you he or she isn't working at the company anymore. Their yeah. company might call you again to, to kind of try to get you to, to refinance or whatever. So you're always going to kind of be in contact with your mortgage company. But, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much it. That's 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 life after a closing. You, just because you own the house doesn't mean you're done dealing with the bank. So all right. that's it. Uh, all right, Nick, thanks for that. Uh, how can people re- reach out to you? Did you get a new state, by the way, to add it to your um... – I don't remember what I said last time, but I do have New Jersey yeah. officially – uh, so I have New Jersey, New York, Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Mass. Okay. And then cross-country mortgage is in all 50 states. So okay. we can do stuff anywhere. So all New England plus New York, New Jersey. Then. Exactly. Okay. So if you're in, if you're, you want to go to the Jersey Shore and buy a nice house, nice Seaside Heights. House, yeah. It's, I can help you out. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Uh, thanks again, Nick. And we will catch you next time on My Mortgage Guy. Thank you. Thank you.